0: agencies specifically that are looking to grow and scale, they know that they can't always afford like in-house talent. They know that they might have maxed out on their main specialization. They need to expand their offerings. They know they need to make these moves, but they don't know how to do it quite yet. Hmm. This is Digital marketing
1: Hey, it's Marky Grass here and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the GM of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing. From the platforms you need to be focused on to the cutting-edge tactics and tools that are working today. Right now, I have a very special guest, Justin Rondo, the co-owner and president of Invisible PPC, white-label PPC agency for agencies, and former GM of Digital Marketer. So, welcome, Justin.
0: Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Good cool to see the, the studio.
1: <laughs> Today, I thought we'd talk about your agency. And so you, you're relatively new. And I know you guys kind of built like most agencies starting out where was primarily referral-based. Yeah. Uh, and now you're kind of transitioning, right?
0: Yeah. So with IPBC specifically, it's been around for 10 years. Oh, wow. Well, it, okay. it never quite made its way out of just the referral business, which they kind of focused and relied on going to events, meeting folks and coach like people who were like coaches and other people that have an audience and then basing it off of just getting referrals from those types of business. Mm -hmm. There was no true acquisition engine put in place Mm -hmm. though. And so because the money was good coming in, there was never a need previously to me and Avi coming on board when we took over back in November. Uh, No need to really say like, hey, let's start doing paid ads and those things. But as you know, being a former agency owner, When the referrals start going away, there's a serious problem that'll show up later down the
1: line. Well, I think it's you can't really scale. Like you can scale to an extent, but you saturate your market Mm -hmm. or your known market. And then the only way to go is actually through ads or. Marketing. <laughs>
0: yeah, a marketing
1: podcast Do do the marketing well you can build because that's how my agency was i was kind of one-man show i was 100 percent referral for the most part and it just kind of happened but i wasn't trying to grow that much because i didn't want to hire a ton of people i was very okay how do i do this myself and that was fine but i knew if i wanted to i would have to set a budget a CVJ, do all the right stuff. So how have you guys kind of started the process of, okay, now we're going to do paid ads?
0: Yeah. So the first thing we needed to do is really identify, get an idea of our identity, to mm. be quite honest. There was kind of a mix of two things going on. There's the main business, which is we're a fulfillment house. Like mm. we do the ads for you. But then there was this training side to it as well. And we had to have a really hard conversation with ourselves. There was good money coming from the training side. But fact is, we didn't want to be a training company. Because if you think about the people you're going after, and that's why you have to really understand who you're trying to attract. If we're going on the training route, we're going to attract folks that are trying to start an agency. And you know what they don't have with the client? And if they don't have clients, then we can't do fulfillment and we can't do what our core mission is, right? So we started pulling back from that. And that's where a lot of new revenue was coming from in the business. They were shifting to a training model, which I was like, no, let's shift that back. Yeah. And So when we understood that, we had to say, okay, now what do we do? Uh, We don't have a whole lot to talk to our email list about because that was also another area. There wasn't regular communication happening to owned media. So first thing we changed. First thing was we started a newsletter. Really simple newsletter, something that can be read in under a minute and a half, where we give either an agency business tip or a marketing tip each and every week. Real simple. That also allows us to have a mechanism in place to promote any new things that we're doing. We left content at the top of the funnel to grab attention, but not as a core offering or business asset there. And what's wild is I don't have any true attribution I can put to this right now, but just because we haven't done a direct offer to our list yet. Oh, wow. Since, at, since November, That's we've just done to. purely content, but we've seen now that we've kind of built up that karmic reservoir with folks, we will be able to do more direct. But every time we send an email about a piece of content or webinar or anything like that, we will see an increase in meetings booked, in qualified meetings booked that day and the next day as people are reading through. And this is all anecdotal. I'm looking at it as like some level of a halo effect. But when people tell me on calls and on sales calls, they'll say, Oh, yeah, like I saw you guys, Like I saw your email and I remember, Oh, yeah, I really need to set a meeting with them. And those are the types of things people are seeing. So we just need to remind people that we're around. So, like, hey, People who know us, who have subscribed to something, they knew us well enough at that point and they wanted to interact with us. So we were like, great, let's start talking to them, go figure. And it's been going wonderfully there. And so in the same vein, what we wanted to do was say, okay, let's just keep reminding people we exist, right? And so putting a minor budget and like just standard retargeting ads we do pretty decent on traffic for like a kind of like boutique agency. And we have more than enough to start retargeting folks, but just reminding them like, Hey, you were here. You probably want to come back. So that was kind of the first area we started doing a bit more advertising on. So it was focus on owned media first, then start going after low hanging fruit with, Hey, if you've been to the site, you didn't convert. Let's just get them to like what our main kind of our main pipeline offer is, which is we have a 33 minute how to sell Mm to see the clients course. That's completely free, but it's kind of self serving. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, here's how you do it. Here's how you pitch it. Here's the productized services you offer. Here's what you charge. Here's how we can do it for you. And so that's the transition. And so in 33 minutes, we take them from not knowing how to pitch it to knowing how to productize and then knowing what to charge. And then we say, book a
1: meeting. Yeah.
0: And so (laughs) by the way, by the way, we can do this. And so there was another key finding for us we need to have like one way to get to like that final booking a meeting area. So we do that with all of our lead magnets and all of our courses. Every automation is all roads lead to meeting, meeting, meeting. And so we've seen a lot of good traction there. Yeah, I love on, that. On the own media side,
1: of that. That's fantastic. Well, and I would love how you incorporate the content marketing side, the paid media side, and then the email marketing side. Yes. So it's not just like, because I think when people think, okay, I'm going to start doing paid ads, Advertise,
0: set a meeting. <laughs> yeah, they go really hard in the paint on cold advertising. That's going to be the most expensive thing. Oh, yeah. And advertising is getting more and more expensive. And for an agency, if you're in a case where you're not just an agency, but anybody who has a more complex sales process where it's not just as simple as like fill in, fill out the form to buy, you're going to have a much more difficult time kind of like getting people over that hump. We haven't been doing Really, right now we're starting to expand out more into more cold ads, but we're still kind of holding back on those. We're doing mostly branded ads to make sure like anybody yeah, just awareness of our and... competitions listening. Like oh, this, <laughs>
1: this, this, <laughs> we see you. We're there too. <laughs> we're there too.
0: Go, go figure your PPC
1: agency. <laughs> yeah, we should probably be yeah. um yeah, like we've just been
0: moving into some colder ads, but mm. that's a longer sales cycle and the big thing for us is really understanding our numbers through and through, mm. which is like, how much is a meeting worth for us? And how many of our, anything that's our automation that brings from our smart niche course, 5% of people turn into a meeting. I know that. So it's like, great. Now you can start doing the backwards math and saying like, okay, this is what I'm willing to spend here. And so we know those kind of going out of the gate. And so if there's things outside of those lines, then you're like, uh, we probably shouldn't be here, and it might not be the right time for us to be here. If we need to make sure we're profitable in, like, making a return on our investment within thirty days, if we're okay pushing that out, if the velocity of return is okay to be sixty, maybe fine. But like, one of my kind of like calculations is I always do worst case. We probably could spend more, but I want to use worst case, lowest numbers possible to evaluate the medium that we're in. And and so one of the things we saw was Facebook, especially right now, is getting. Crazy expensive. I mean, you used to be able to get leads for under a dollar and it was awesome. Wow. Now, no. Now, now you're looking be at close. like signups around like I think webinar. This one's actually, I was okay with this. Was it like, we we're doing eight dollar signups? Wow. That's solid. Now, and that kills me inside <laughs> we really had to try to figure out like, how do we get in front of more people? Like we know exactly who we need to go after, but how do we get in front of them more? And that was kind of the question that we need to figure out. Like, hey, we have everything set up for owned media. We have kind of like the lowest hanging fruit covered. How do we start conversations with folks now? Because that's really what matters to us. Because we are a, a consultative sale coming in. Like, how do we start getting in front of the right folks? was not like a like well, you get like LinkedIn messages from folks all day, uh, like, hey, would yeah. you like to use our, our cold outreach firm, which <laughs> is just like two guys like in an attic or basement just sending LinkedIn messages, and. Eventually, I started taking some meetings
1: was like, Yeah, I just say, like let's find out. Let's find yeah. out what you are worth here.
0: I ended up trying out three or four different ones. I'm <laughs> still doing this method where I know how much I'm willing to spend per meeting. Nice. If it's under 300 bucks for a meeting, I'll take it. Then we look at quality and those types of things. But if anybody who comes in, if you know the number and you're thinking about going into cold outreach, if you know the number, you have a lot of power and leverage there to say, hey, such and such firm, can you get us meetings? with our ideal people for under this number consistently. And if they say no, see you later. Yeah, that's easy. But, but if they're like, sure, or we'd like to try, great. So we can do, we'll pay this much per. And if quality is not there, you're gone. And then if quality is there, then you just cannot keep running with them. And we've had to have two kick bricks. Like, they weren't terribly great, but there's one right now. It's like a pretty nice day. Even after it was a CP training day, when Alex Schlisky was talking about like a <laughs> oh, closer that's doing more than 20%, like, you're killing it. I was like, I closed a hundred percent of this.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I
0: am a crap sales guy,
1: but- Well, they went through this whole process. process. It's 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 a qualified prospect. He's talking more like- Cool, yeah. But no, it's like, it was the right
0: prospecting, the right types of folks. And then the conversation gets really, really freaking easy. Even if they didn't know who you were before. Um, because you've asked the right questions, you've prompted them correctly, and then they have a general need that needs to be met. Mm-hmm. And agencies specifically that are looking to grow and scale, they know that they can't always afford like in-house talent. They know that they might have maxed out on their main specialization. They need to expand their offerings. They know they need to make these moves, but they don't know how to do it quite yet. Mm-hmm. And so when you meet somebody there and you have that right message, they will jump on that call every time. Oh yeah, because they know that that's going to be a potential lever for them to hit that next spot to go and get to that next level. And so, yeah, like cold outreach has been super, super helpful for us. And that's awesome. yeah, and I'd recommend like everybody should be doing it. It should be something that's running all your other kind of initiatives. Yeah. and I think it gets like a super
1: negative connotation. It does. Because I mean, you never question people doing social media posts. No. Like it's just something you have to do. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and this should be the same. Yeah, I mean, if it feels like an
0: unsolicited, just like garbage message, then yeah, but there's a right way to do it. And as long as you're not going like pure spray and pray, just get me a list.
1: Yeah, I'll kill it.
0: Yeah. Like it's right message match. Yeah. Uh, And at any level of marketing, any lesson you learn from inbound or anything there, like it all kind of plays here. And I think it's actually a little bit more fun because there's a lot more upside than downside in my opinion, because you're reaching out to folks that they don't know you yet. Yeah. You're expanding your sphere of influence. Like your bubble can only go so far as an agency, especially if you're
1: a local agency. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you never tried anything before. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, you have so many agencies we work with, even even certified partners, where yeah. we're always pushing content for certified partners, but a lot of them haven't done any advertising before because they haven't had to. And it's that's great, but there's a limit to it. It's wild.
0: In the agency world too. It's kind of like do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Because they're busy. They're, yeah, they're helping people. Yeah, they're busy yeah. folks. They're doing their work. But then if you have the time to go, what if I did that for me? Oh, yeah. they <laughs> will be having success with clients and utilizing clients' budgets for ads and those things. It's like, maybe it's time to start carving out for yourself or start carving out for investing in a tool like outreach mm-hmm. and then working with folks to get proper outbound scripts going on and putting those things together. Really taking a look at like, what am I doing for clients that succeed? And am I doing it for myself? Oh, yeah. Is the big question I think agencies need to start
1: asking. Well, I think it's typical for small businesses, specifically with agencies, though, is you get really good at doing something and then you just get in the habit Mm -hmm. of doing that thing. And then you can't even think outside of it. And it's like, well, and you have enough business. I got to that point because I think 2020, when COVID hit, my business exploded. And I had too much business. And at that point, I was kind of like, maybe I don't need more business. Maybe I'm tired of doing prospecting and I'm tired of doing calls. I'm making tons of money. I'm good. But there's no way to scale that. There's no way to systemize it so that you could not work so hard. You just take that path that you set that worked and just continued on it. (laughs) And now you're stuck or unhappy because you're like rejecting business, which sounds asinine to anybody who's ever had a business like you can't have too much yeah, business. You
0: can, <laughs> you can, and you're going to get worse at things for everybody else if you take on too much. It's like dying of indigestion. Oh or yeah. But have you ever seen the uh, the show uh, Parks and Recreation when Tom Haverford starts his business, Entertainment Seven Twenty? And oh,
1: you know what? I, I got, got through season
0: whole, five. Whole like, like trying to make it look like they're exclusive. And they're like, they're, all they did was kept turning. Oh, no, I do remember business. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, hey, it looked like you were so great. You kept turning. Around. I was like, oh, yeah, we didn't have any clients then. We just wanted to make it look, <laughs> look like... <laughs> that was in my head when you are like, oh, yeah, and you have to turn away business. And clients might not understand that
1: too. Well, no, they people sense it. it. Oh, they do? Oh, okay. Well, especially prospective yeah, people, because yeah. they're like a prospect. And you come off as, oh, God, this is a sales meeting. You could go with us if you want. You start sabotaging yourself. It might not even be conscious. It just might be directly after this call, you have 50 projects you got to work on. And this call interrupted those projects and you don't even want more business because you're so busy right now. And it's easy to get in that hole of, do I need to expand? Yeah, I think that's a really cool question to start asking when you
0: are an agency, making sure to ask yourself, do I want to do this? Mm -hmm. Do I want to actually expand? Or am I happy where I'm at? And I wonder if there's like a litmus test for that.
1: Even. <laughs> all, you know what? It's what exactly what you did, which was you went outside and you started talking to PPCs. <laughs> and you said, hey, we do this, but you could only get so far knowing what you know. And so you had an approach to bringing other people in. And we do it at marketer too, where we teach this stuff, but we could only know what we know. Yep. So now you got to go out and you got to find somebody else. If nothing else, let's say they all fail. You still learned a bunch about what doesn't work.
0: Yeah. See, unfortunately, unlike digital marketer, we can't monetize our failures. But no, I think that's a good call. And I think one of the problems that I see just, not just in agency space, but just in general, is people, they talk a lot and they just don't do. Like, just try it. And they'll wait for perfection, one. And then two, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I should probably do that, right? It's like, yeah, well, what's stopping you doing that right now? Obviously, there's going to be prioritization. But I think it's a good thought. Like, why didn't you get that out? Like, why didn't you post that thing on LinkedIn? Why didn't you try out? this like cold outreach firm. why like, didn't you launch those facebook ads in most cases like oh well i'm still working on the copy don't stop yeah just get it good enough you. who it cares doesn't, it won't matter <laughs>
1: like and, and
0: you're as you being a content guy I hope you don't cringe too much on this
1: people don't care all that much like you oh like, i'm, I'm an unconventional content guy i'm attention. like get the stuff up get, it get more stuff day. up <laughs> you're going to be the
0: closest to your content, your strategies and those things. And you'll always be comparing it to some ideal that you think you can hit that you'll never hit. And then you'll never get it out. They don't care. They don't know. Even when we talked about research, you guys still train this digital marketer. But when I was there, (laughs) I would also train on this thing too. Like your best blog content should be your lead. But then everyone would say, well, then what do we put, pull that blog post on? I was like, no,
1: no, no. Do you it's, a <laughs> it's a different person. Exactly. Yeah, it's not the same. Exactly. Well, I think that's for the content side too. I'm like, you know what? You could spend a week, a month on one piece of content. But at the end of the day, it's almost arrogance that you think you know what people will want mm. because you don't. Yeah because if anybody's done content before you know that it's going to be that piece of shit that you wrote at 11:30 p.m. cuz you had an article due yeah. and you just did it because you had to yeah. and that's the one that makes it not the one you spent a year thinking about nobody cares not about your that. magnum opus <laughs> yeah you're like oh this is it it's and you're like weird. oh <laughs> nobody you can't predict it and that's a good yeah, thing exactly. <laughs> and i think that's the case too when you're doing when you're
0: writing ads when you're writing scripts for sales folks when you're doing your cold outreach emails when you're putting all those things together you aren't going to know exactly what's going to be the thing that pushes them over the edge. You need to continue to test and try things out, and the only way you can do that is if you actually get it out mm-hmm. the door. I'm always blown away. Like I've gone from doing—I did historically zero sales calls before in my career. Nice. And then when I joined IPDC, one of the first things I wanted to do when I came on as this president was I wanted to actually take the sales calls. Never done it before. Whatever. Let's see what happens. So I went from zero to uh, getting close to like 150 sales calls. Wow. And it's eye-opening. But the one thing. Every time that I've learned is I don't know how they're going to want to start this thing off and what that means. Uh-huh. We have a, an onboarding survey for things. Hey, what are you looking to get out of this, up. Whatever they wrote there is going to change by the time you're on.
1: Yeah. I don't know if they just lie on they, the forums, they, but it's yeah, never what they talk. Yeah. They're like copy and paste. Yeah. yeah no. About. And
0: you just kind of go in and you don't know. And with content, with ads, with emails, with sales calls, with anything you don't know, and it is, I think, arrogance to believe that you you. do know. Yeah. And if you're unwilling to get things out, then you're never going to learn. Yeah. And that's, I think, if you're listening today, really just what's that one thing that you're holding off doing, right? Mm -hmm. Or what's that one thing that's in queue and you keep pushing it, keep picking the can? Just get it done today.
1: Set a timer. That's what I do when I'm like, you know what? I've seen this task on my list for five days. If I just set a timer or set yourself a meeting helps too, where you're just like, this is the time I'm doing this thing. Then you'll actually get it done because I mean, like you said, nobody cares. It's probably (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) fail. Most things do. It's fine. Just get it up. You'll feel better about yourself. And it might work.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. That actually works. And that's a great byproduct of those things. And also... It gets you trying newer things and more uncomfortable things. I had a professor when I was writing my thesis that told me, if you're not a standard deviation outside of your comfort zone at any given time, you're not growing or you're not learning. If you are hanging back, you're coasting. And the thing is, though, you're allowed to be in coast mode sometimes. You're also allowed to be in uncomfort mode. But if you've been in coast mode for too long, it's no surprise that you've probably stalled growth. And you're probably kind of running the same playbooks. You're like, oh, I'm getting a worse return every time I do this. Because there's always a diminished return Mm -hmm. on your efforts. And yeah, and that's why, like, initially when we talked about today, what we're going to chat about, I think we've completely taken a left turn, which I love. (laughs) I always Um, do But in terms of, like, (laughs) cold outreach was kind of my new, I'm uncomfortable here. Mm -hmm. I used to be a a stark critic of all those things. Like, how dare you? Do you know (laughs) who I am? (laughs) How dare you? because of my own bias there, it kept me from doing it. And I needed to feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah. And similar to sales calls. It's weird to ask someone for money.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, but when you get into it, just like you said, you had zero sales call, and now you have 150. You didn't like a bunch of stuff before you did it a few times. Then you're like, you know what? This is fine. Yeah. And that's okay too. Nobody likes asking people for money. Nobody likes going to these meetings that you've never done before. Nobody likes this stuff. Is it's not unusual at all.
0: Exactly. I think that's a good that's a good point to call out.
1: When you're feeling that there... That's normal.
0: Everyone's there. <laughs> it is the real deal. Yeah.
1: Well, you have so many people who are the big speakers and the gurus mm-hmm. and, the, and the best salesperson in the world. And they're like, I'm an introvert and yeah. I hate being around people. And you're like, no, you're not. Everybody <laughs> loves you so and cool. you're blah, blah, and Nobody likes to hear that. But like Ryan Dice. Nope, I'm an introvert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd say
1: get uncomfortable. uncomfortable. uh, And if you can go outside, I think that's the catalyst is go outside, hire somebody, you know, especially if you're an established firm. If IPPC has been around for 10 years, just like digital marketer, you know what the catalyst was for digital marketer? Me, I am the catalyst because I'm a creative content oriented person. And that's been not digital marketer today. And so it's throwing. Have you ever seen those videos with like the melting pot of aluminum or somebody? Somebody's like, we throw a water bottle in here and see what happens. It just blows up the factory. That's what you need to do.
0: Yeah, you do need to look outside for those types of things. Whether it's from your strategies, whether you're hiring, whether you're looking to outsource, whether anything where you stall, you're going to need. If you're attacking the problem the same way when you've stalled, you're never going to get through that ceiling. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of okay, cool. What are my options? I could try new acquisition methods, which is going to be expensive mm-hmm. and those things. I could add on to my, business think there's ways, three ways to grow a business, more sales, higher, higher, yeah, more profit, cars, less expenses, money, and, then, and then getting them to expand or come back and buy more. Like, mm-hmm. There's like only three ways to do things. So start looking at that when you've stalled, say, is this a channel issue? Is this a service offering issue? Or is this a expense issue? Are my margins too thin because I'm
1: like keeping everything internal? Should I be looking
0: no. at professional outsource where it's like graphics, like PPC, website or anything there.
1: Are you developing? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing because a lot of people just get stuck and things have worked. And so you just coast and you're like, things are fine. And, you know, I always say there's nothing but chaos. If you look at the cosmos, I'm big into science fiction, science in general. But if you look at just the state of the universe, it is all explosions, collisions, and disaster. Like that's how the universe was built that's how business is. (laughs) It's just scaled down quite a bit and it's always going to change. And it's just changing faster is what I try to tell people. Even with my son, like I sent him to a school specifically that's about understanding information rather than consuming it and just spitting it back out. And so that's how we all have to be. I think your methodology is a safe, mature, experimental approach to adding PPC to your business or adding that cold traffic to your business. So kudos on that.
2: and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com.
1: So where can people find out more about your business?
2: Oh, cool. You can check out invisibleppc.com. We have some
0: great just info there about like what white labeling is, how to sell it to your audience if you've never sold it before, or even a catch up for, if you have, nice. um, how to productize PPC and then how we can help. Um, you can also check me out on LinkedIn. I think it's just like whatever the L N L J T JT Rondo. Bill Bowling. Yeah. Well, there'll be a link. <laughs> uh, you, can, you, can, you can hit me up there and then, yeah. Let's see your best unsolicited sales message. Hey, sales I like that. Let's see
1: how that goes. Yeah. Pitch Justin on LinkedIn. Oh, pitch me. <laughs> we have like 50,000 downloads. You'll you oh, get a couple at okay, least. Totally That's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Justin. Really appreciate your time. Excellent information as always. Oh, no,
0: thanks for having me. Excited.
1: All right, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes are released. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing and don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can get access to all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer.